Hello and welcome to Intuitive Journey with Desiree. I am Desiree Holmes Sharini, your host. And uh, thank you for being here. And I have, um, as I mentioned in my last podcast about my summer experiences, um, some stuff I wanted to share with you on something that I did experience after losing sight in my left eye. So uh, just as a recap, during the summer, um, I had an event, put me in the hospital, and I had uh, two surgeries. And following or during the first surgery, there was an accident that caused um, sight loss in my left eye. And when I, you know, in the days after that event there in ICU, I um, experienced what would be called hallucinations. And I just wanted to share these with you. I, I think I commented on my last uh, episode that it was maybe a little more metaphysical. I think some was. I think some might not have been. And because I didn't, when I shared these things with the doctors, and I knew they were not real, uh, I even said to the doctor, so if I see things, but I know they're not real, is that still a hallucination, right? Because it wasn't like I really saw, believe something was there. I could tell it wasn't there, that it was uh, different. So I'm going to go into that description because I, two reasons to share because it was really fascinating. And um, sometimes still, I can choose to see some of this stuff, but it's not constant. And and I remember being in the hospital saying, well, this is really interesting. It's pretty cool. I'd like to choose though, when I see it and when I don't be able to turn it on and turn it off because there was nothing frightening for me. It was just like, wow. Um, and I'm anyway, but, but part of what I want to share here is that I found that there's actually a syndrome or a thing that happens uh, to people who are losing eyesight, and especially in particular, if somebody suddenly loses eyesight, that this sort of stuff could happen. And uh, after learning that in a follow-up with the doctor, I told him, hey, said, hey, have you ever heard of this syndrome? And he hadn't, and he's a neurologist. And um, I'm sure he's experienced this anyway. But so it's little known as a syndrome, but some of what I experienced, I'm not sure it was part of the syndrome. Who's to say, right? So let me uh, start with what I experienced. So uh, on the ceiling were some panels in my ICU room. And of course, I'm laying like this for the most part, just staring at the ceiling. And uh, with my eyes open, I would see these things. And the panels on the ceiling, it was almost as if I'm watching... Uh, you know, flat screen TV. And what I would say on the panels on the ceiling, and they would mesh in and out of each other, not the panels, but the images, were um, people. And it was in black and white, like watching a sharp, you know, screen, black and white TV. And it was people and all of them were as if they were at like a speakeasy, their clothes, their hair, the ladies' jewelry, you know, like a choker. And we're talking like 1930s era, 
19, late 20s, 30s, maybe early 40s. It was it was like watching a um, you know characters out of a Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers movie almost uh, that sort of look if you're familiar with that look. Uh, there even came a man through with a top hat on, which was, you know, I thought, well, that's not the same, quite the same era. But if he's really dressed, I guess he might be wearing a top hat. Um, men in bow ties and tuxedos and, you know, perfectly put together and the ladies, oh my gosh, you know, cigarette holders. And they were interacting as if I was just, you know, as if I was a ghost floating around and and seeing these different people someplace and it wasn't just once it was ongoing anytime i wanted to look up there 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 was action going on um and that action was happening on the on the ceiling on these panels other stuff was happening in the room so these characters were only when i was observing the panels and what was so interesting about the the visuals it like i said it was like black and white tv but the jewelry and and some of the like if somebody had diamonds on or something it was as if the light just shone right through them it was sparkling and white like white light on you know some of this stuff that they were wearing very sharp images, very distinct, and movement, and no auditory stuff, just seeing as if they were talking to each other, and then like one lady's face might kind of, you know, disappear, and another face might come in, and I, I wish I could animate it and show it to you. Now, as well, if I stared at it sometimes, or with eyes shut, and, and this sometimes still happens, I would see some lots of grid-like patterns, lines, geometric shapes, uh, and they were straight lines, straight, very sharp-cornered geometric shapes, um, and mostly lines, mostly lines, uh, intersecting lines, straight up and down lines, and diagonals, and it was almost... Uh, as if it was drawn with light through the black. So once again, like the Lady Sparkling Jewels, it was light and very, very, not even very white, but like white. So you know those black boards that you could do scratch art through, right? It's black and then you scratch the lines through. It was sort of like that, but where the lines would have been scratched would have had like light, shining through so it didn't glow but it was so bright that it was as if these lines were made of light um so that was the other thing and now if i looked around the room there were people there was a window over here beside my bed and outside the window although i was up too high for this to have been true i would see people outside the window i would see people walking out of the bathroom and into the hallway. Um, <laughs> one, one time I'm, you know, the nurse is in there with me and I, I'm sitting up and I, I can see the floor and the floor was sort of like a gray tile. And there was a small piece of paper, like a little piece of paper that had 
come off the corner of a page or something out in the hallway that I could see through my door. And as I'm looking down at the floor past her, not even looking at the floor, but I see the floor past her as if there's water on it. It would be sort of like if you've ever had something overflow in your kitchen and there's this, this film of water, but it's moving, not like a river rowing, you know, moving forward, but you could see the water kind of moving as if there's a source and it's uh, you know, maybe only this deep. Um, and I see the water moving on the floor. So realistic. So like there's water on the floor, but I knew there wasn't water on the floor. And um, I don't remember if I said anything to her. And that little piece of paper that was on the floor grew little black legs and started to crawl through the water. And luckily, I also knew that little piece of paper did not turn into a bug with little black legs. Actually, I found it kind of entertaining and humorous. I'm like, well, look what that just did. Isn't that interesting in my mind? Um but sometimes talking to a doctor or a nurse who's standing there, somebody would pass behind them. And I would say, and I don't think I told, I, pretty soon I stopped telling them when I was seeing these things because I thought they were just going to transfer, transfer me right into the loony, soft padded uh, hospital if I just kept reporting all the things I was seeing. But I, I told them I, I knew it wasn't there, but I was, this is what's going on in my visual my mental field, as if it's my visual field, people walking back and forth. Um, I mean, not just cloudy shapes of people, people that all in black and white, though, that was the difference. They were in black and white, except for, and this is where I shift into the more metaphysical, um, except for the off to my side over on my left side, which interestingly is the eye that I lost the sight in. I just thought of that. But um, there was a little girl and she looked like from the 30s or 40s, little brown, soft brown hair, like cut in little bob with a little bit of a wave at the bottom. Probably I would say seven years old. Um, pretty little girl with, you know, she looked like a little girl out of a magazine from that era. Little yellow dress you know, that comes in at the waist and I, there's probably a name for it, but you know, the, the dress of that period with the little sleeves and sorry, noises from my telephone, little sleeves and, you know, the band of white under the puff sleeves, little white collar buttons down the front and um, little yellow dress, soft yellow, like butter. And she was off to my side and she was there for a couple days and um, said her name was Marjorie in my you know, non-spoken word. So it wasn't, I didn't hear it, but I heard it in my mind. I mean, I knew it. Does that make sense? And um, I'm like, okay, you know, and after a couple of days, I'm thinking, you know, Marjorie, um, you don't need to stay here. This is like a hospital room. And I, began to wonder of course I was laying in an ICU uh, while I'm experiencing all these things and um, I said you know Marjorie I didn't say this out loud I hope <laughs> I don't remember saying it out loud I said you know you don't need to be here it's a lot more 
pleasant. You'll have a lot more fun if you find the light in the room and you go and find that light and go to the light. I guess, you know, it seemed to make sense to me at the time to help her find the light, go to the light. You know, I'm, I'm doing, um, you know, finger quotes in the air for those of you listening on podcast. And I, it sounds a little corny, but i um, thinking Marjorie, poor thing, is hanging around here and she, she can go. And I point up to the corner of the room where I'm seeing uh, like a area of light. Like there's a sense of a flashlight up in the corner of the room that wasn't really there. And I point and she looks up there and it was almost as if she kind of floated in that direction. And then I saw her little hand reach out from the corner as if she'd gone behind the wall and as if her little hand reached out and waved goodbye to me. And I'm like, bye, Marjorie. And she never appeared again. So uh, I guess that worked. Um, and I don't even remember much about the timing and the days as I was laying there in the hospital one day, just meshed into another. Um, but uh, as I mentioned in my last episode, talking about my experience of change, um, that while I was in the hospital, my dad passed. And having had the grace of an experience with my mom coming to see me, after her passing, um, as well as my godmother um, making herself known the day she passed, I um, um, and you know, working as a psychic medium for others and having people come through, I was really like, like wondering and disappointed that my dad didn't come through, or where was he? Um, and I still don't know what this was, if it was him visiting or if this was just some other strange episode, but it was different from all the others. And it was, of course, as I was laying in bed thinking of him and wishing that he uh, would visit, but it certainly wasn't what I was expecting if it was him. Uh, I was expecting to, you know, have a visual of him or hear his voice or have some evidentiary, you know, thing like someone come in and say something that only he would have known or said. But instead, I'm laying in bed and um, down beside my bed, off to the side, I see this shooting of steam come up from beside my bed, sort of like, you know, when a tea kettle is really hot and you can see the steam just shooting up but even more strongly than that. And I thought, what in the world is that? So much so, so realistic, so much that it did seem real this time that I leaned over as much as I could over the edge of the bed to see where it was coming from. And there was nothing there for anything to be coming from. And as that, just after that started, then the whole room started to fill with steamy mist and um at from that episode and i will add here that that was another experience that was a specific 
you know, shooting steam. And then it, it just like steam would happen, it kind of expanded from that spot and then kind of dissipated. Um, so that's another of the, on the metaphysical side of uh, my experience. And I'd like to think it was my dad doing his best to say, yes, I'm here. Um, but one of the other things that I did experience while in there with these shapes and forms and people and um, Marjorie uh, was that the room would just get this misty overlay and it would undulate uh, almost like um, not as thick as say like flying through the clouds because I could see through it but it was just as if the dense fog would fill the room and move around and this was with both eyes open now my other eye you know, still sees, but it was seeing this misty thing too. So it was just a really unusual and fascinating experience, I would say, a very different. So as I said, when I began this, you know, is it, was it the drugs? Was it the ICU? And as I was laying there, I thought, well, this is the ICU, like how many people didn't leave the ICU? Uh, and, but the room was, you know, the hospital and the room seemed modern enough. And I, I haven't looked it up still, but I asked one of the nurses, I said, do you know how old this building is? She goes, oh, it's, it's pretty old. But I haven't looked it up. It would be interesting to see when the original structure or if there was a hospital on that spot back in the time when these costumes or outfits would have been popular um you know were those past uh, icu residents or was i just off on a party uh was it metaphysical anyway so on the other hand as i started to say before that with sudden sight loss there can be this uh, syndrome that some people experience and i am going to pull up some information on that so I quote it properly um, and it's very little known uh, and doctors don't know about it people that experience it um, it can happen with sudden apparently or decreasing eyesight if someone's experiencing a decrease in eyesight these hallucinations may happen to them but not the same however what's interesting is that period dress that for some reason people uh, not not dressed like I saw, but there was reference to this having happened for some people that like might have macular degeneration or eyesight loss that um, is uh, getting worse. And they're seeing things and they're afraid to say anything to their doctor, especially if they're old, <laughs> older, because people, it gets mistaken for dementia um, or they think the person's crazy. And also... Um, with what I was seeing with the people in the room, they would be behind people, you know, or around beside. They were very occupying the my 3D space appropriately. The um, geometric shapes, however, were as if they were on, I'm segueing back so you understand what I was about to say next, uh, were as if there was a plexiglass in front of me 
with these things going on and the light coming through it, but they were transparent as if they're overlaid and I'd be talking to you and these 3D geometric, not 3D, but the they were 2D geometric um, patterns would be happening. But I could filter them out as I was looking at someone because um, uh, I they weren't really there. They were just this translucent thing in front and um so they say with this particular syndrome that usually it's that other experience that it seems as if it's just you know layered in front of you know your actual real experience and the the grid like stuff that i was seeing is not unusual so uh, what this was, and I'll get back to the description I was talking about, it's um, excuse me while I zoom in I think I can see I gotta zoom in nice and big so I can see it with my one good eye and, and that's another, it's just weird that um, sometimes it's easier than others but it's not Okay, sorry, I turned it to zoom in and now I can't find it. I apologize. And I may or may not go back and edit this or just let you suffer with me. Here we go. There it is. Uh, Charles Bonnet syndrome. And actually it's pronounced Charles Bonnet. He was a Swiss naturalist who first documented this in 1760 um, when his grandfather who was 89 years old, was nearly blind from cataracts and described seeing people, birds, carriages, and buildings that didn't exist. So since 1760, and it's documented, but so many people just don't even, haven't heard of it. Uh, doctors even haven't heard of it. So I think I'm like this is like a public service uh, for anybody out there to know that there's a thing that can happen to people as they uh, are losing their eyesight. Now, for me, like I said, sometimes if I want to, I can choose to stare, you know, like I, I can choose to like sort of, un, I can unfocus even when I'm not wanting to, uh, because everything, it's still, it's still weird. So it can easily, I can easily return to these patterns, and I'm about to tell you more on that. Um, not so much the people, the people, those period pe dressed people, not so much. Sometimes faces come in or that sort of thing, but not the, I'm not at the nightclub there anymore. Um, and the descriptions, let me see if I can go back because I tried to highlight and save this description. Well, what it does say in this one little article I found was that um, brick-like patterns and geometric lines are common and it's as if they're laid in front so it's that would fit for that part of my experience and uh, I still interestingly like I said see things sometimes when I want to sometimes when I'm not trying to a lot of times if I'm laying in bed, I can look at the ceiling and um, if I just stare off, I will see them still. But there's been a shift. It's not the straight lines, not the geometric forms. But since I've been home, the 
it's those lines have become more organic and they might be making shapes that undulate or move or more like I would say bird shapes or wing shapes and worm shapes not in a creepy worm way but uh, that sort of thing and the lines are making the shapes and I probably will get around one of these days to drawing it <laughs> but again they're not so much like they're on a black background as they're on any background, like usually white or dark, usually on a solid background. Or once again, I can, if I just stare off into space, even if I'm looking at something, it will be like an overlay. And it's a bit fascinating just to watch and see what comes and goes. Sometimes shapes of faces come in and go out. Um, and I have not tried to um, take time to sit and meditate since I got home but I anticipate that when I do that purposefully meditation instead of just laying down in the morning and at night and just taking the breaths but purposely taking a meditation that there might be some really interesting uh, imagery and maybe even information to come out of these visions so that might be the bright side of the dark side of one eye. See what, um, you know, one thing could be, well, if I lost the physical sight, maybe the third eye is opening up. And that would be a direction that I would choose to explore um, as, as an interest. Who knows, right? So that was what I wanted to share with you. And that this experience um, is pretty fascinating. And we'll see what comes of it. I'll make another episode if I choose to use this, let's call it a new ability instead of a disability from my disability, my new ability, I'll let you know in a future episode what I see. Thanks for being here on Intuitive Journey with Desiree, and I'll uh, look forward to sharing more next time. Bye.